Did you know we were designed to pray more than a little? Prayer is holy and sacred and special. It is more than just conversations with our Creator. It is a way to be in communion with our Creator, which means that we draw near to our Creator. Prayer was given to us from the Lord. We're we're called to talk with Him. We're commanded, actually, to pray with the power of the Holy Spirit and then pray for His will and His desires, not our own will and desires. We aren't given these entrustments from Him to steward on our own. We're called to steward them with the help of the Holy Spirit and guard them from the stain on this world that the enemy tries to devour us with. This stewardship starts with our salvation in prayer. Let us guard these good deposits by letting the Holy Spirit lead and intervene all while keeping our eyes on eternity for the perfect plan of His kingdom. Let us pray together for everyone's desires and stewardship in their entrustment to align with His heart, letting sanctification take its place and to steward our prayers for His glory. Guys, What if I told you that prayer could move mountains? Prayer could cast out unclean spirits. Prayer could change your entire life. Prayer could make you see the world the way he sees it. Prayer could draw you closer to God. Prayer could open your eyes to eternity. We are fighting a battle, guys. Let us pray. Let us fight. Hey, friends. Welcome to the prayer series. I am so excited to release this new series. Um, It's been a long time in the making. (laughs) We're going to dive into a surface level of how we're entrusted with prayer and the real and holy sacred value of this amazing gift really from our father um, and how we are called to pray for his will and be in a relationship with him. Um, So I'm just going to go ahead and dive in. I am just so excited that you guys are here. This topic has been so uh, packed on my heart, if you will, and I am just ready to dive in. So let's start kind of back where prayer started. Um, Prayer started in the very beginning um, and we see how it was used in Genesis and how it carries us through the whole love story of the Bible. If you can turn your Bibles uh, with me to Genesis 3, 8 through 13. Um, And I'll just go ahead and read. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to me, she gave me the fruit of the tree and I ate. 
Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me and I ate. That's Genesis chapter 3, verses 8 through 13. Guys, whoa. If you're a parent, first of all, let's back up for a second. You're like, uh, I told you not to do it, so why did you do it? It's pretty simple when you give a command. Don't do it, right? But it's more than that. He was deceived because the woman was deceived. It was like this domino effect. But we see back in the very beginning that Adam was talking with God. So, hello, that's prayer. That's a conversation with our creator. And so you might think, why is this the first prayer? Why is this the first conversation? Because it is the first dialogue between man and God. It isn't, you know, that, that, that's what prayer is, really. It's dialogue between our Heavenly Father. And I don't want to dial down what prayer is to just meaningly or meaninglessly saying that is dialogue, but it is dialogue nonetheless, but it is holy and sacred and precious dialogue. It is communion with the Lord, regardless of what the conversation is. Um, and so it is this beautiful and miraculous gift that God has given us. And actually he has commanded us to pray. It's an avenue for us to hear from him and to communicate with him. A lot of theologians believe that this was a constant act in Adam and Eve's life, but wasn't recorded until after the fall, which, I mean, really think about that for a second. It's really interesting to me because now that sin has taken over our human nature, we need him every single hour, every single second of time. And so he puts an emphasis on the fact that the first prayer recorded in the Bible was out of an act of listening to the enemy and not obeying God. That is crazy. Guys, we are entrusted with prayer. We're called to prayer. We're given this incredible gift of seeking him and knowing him. But not only that, being in presence, in his presence while talking and listening to him. Let that like, let that just sink in for just a second. Like we're called to prayer. We're called to prayer to be in his presence while we're talking and while we're listening to him. That is a crazy, miraculous gift that we get from God. It is so cool. Um, I could sit and think about that on and on and on. It is just so crazy. Okay, so what would your relationship look like with your spouse or your kids or someone that is really close to you if you talk to them only when you needed them? I would say it wouldn't be a very tight-knit relationship. So in order to grow your relationships, you must communicate and serve them. And so in that somewhat same sense, we are actually designed to serve the Lord. Um, and so in that, we're, we're called to be in relationship with him. And that includes talking to him, not just when you need him. 
the gift of prayer. So let's go over a couple things. I wanted to like bullet point this to make this episode so simple and easy for you to follow along. Um, the gift of prayer. Second Chronicles seven fourteen says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will he- will heal their land. Okay, going to the next verse. Pray at all times. James 5.13 says, Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. And I'm going to stop on that one for a second. Praise is also a form of prayer. Praising and worship the Lord is also a form of prayer. Okay, stewardship of prayer. Matthew 6, 17. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. And actually, guys, after... um, in Matthew chapter 6, I believe it starts at chapter, or I'm sorry, verse 5 through 13, um, I want to say. That is in the middle, the very middle of the Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus stops and he prays. And that's where we see um, the Lord's Prayer. And to we're going to talk about the Lord's Prayer later in this series, but the Lord's Prayer is this beautiful prayer that we see two times in the Bible. The other time it's mentioned in Luke. And it is so cool because so many people, I think, misinterpreted, misinterpreted this, um, this prayer. They, they think that, you know, it's what we're supposed to pray. And while it's okay to, to mimic that prayer, yes, you don't want to mimic it out of legalism, but what Jesus was doing was actually giving us a model of prayer, which is so fascinating to me. I'm actually going to read um, a prayer that I wrote based on this model of prayer that I think we can all use in really understanding that that model of prayer was a guide of what our prayer how our prayer should be structured, how our prayer should be organized. And if you guys have followed along, you know, I'm all about organization. And it was so cool that Jesus gave us this model in in a way to organize our prayers. Okay. So the, the Lord's prayer, like I said, it's in Matthew chapter six verses. Um, I believe it starts around five through 13, somewhere in there. Um, but here's a prayer that I wrote based off of the model that Jesus gives us. Oh, Father, you are holy. There is none like you. Your kingdom is most important. Your will be done, God, not mine. I pray we would obey you like they do in heaven. Give us what we need daily. And Lord, forgive my sins so I can learn how to forgive others. Lord, please lead me away from temptation and help me to fight evil. In Jesus' name, amen. And that is very similar to Jesus' prayer. I um, wrote it kind of based on this model that he gives us to really show and break down the structure and the organization of our prayers. And so what we you know, kind of what we see there is 
this simple fact that we really need to be organizing our prayers and being strategic about how we pray and what we pray for. And that doesn't go to say lightly that, you know, there's a wrong way or right way to pray, but really, you know, we see in scripture that Jesus gives us this model, this, this structure for our prayer. And he tells us, do not pray like the pagans do not keep on babbling for they think they will be heard because of their many words. So I just want to leave that there and moving on um, to this topic. Prayer is holy and sacred. Luke eleven two through four. He said to them, when you pray, and this is the other time that we see God give us this, you know, um, the Lord's prayer, uh, a structure of prayer. When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. And when we see the prayer in Matthew 6 versus this uh, this version of the prayer in Luke 11, it's a little different. It's it's structured the same way though. And that's what we're, that's the important part. You see, um, you know, prayer is, it's a gift that we are called to steward for the glory of the Lord, not for the glory of you, not for the glory of your plans, not for the glory of your life, um, not for the glory of your will, but it's for his will and for the kingdom of heaven. It's for eternity. Keep your eyes on his will. This, think of prayer as this, this way to stay in communion with God, to stay near to him, to you know, go through this part of your life, like this, this life, this uh, season of before you get to eternity, you are staying in communion with him. So keeping your eyes on his will for the sake of eternity while you pray, that should be the focus of your prayers every single time, eternity, and then structure accordingly in the way that Jesus gives us this model don't aimlessly pray and babble on like the pagans, like he tells us. Um, guys, this is a really short episode because I wanted to introduce prayer. Very simple because it is simple. It is not a complex thing. The If you try to understand it <laughs> in the way that God understands it, it can become complex to our minds because our minds cannot grasp the way that God's, you know, the way that he grasps prayer, he created it. So we're never going to understand it. But the beauty of that is that we don't have to, and we're not called to, we're just called to pray. We're called to be in communion with the Lord. And, you know, going back through these verses, I'm going to put in the show notes for you, take some time and meditate on these verses and pray and ask the Lord to really open up your eyes into going into this series so that you can discern everything that the Lord wants you to discern through this series. Um, but the the biggest thing is that we really literally are in a battle and Satan is against us, but no one can be against us when we have the Lord. And that is that is this beautiful thing that prayer kind of weaves its way into. And really, it's the foundation of our relationship with God. Other 
obviously other than our salvation, but a part of our salvation is prayer. It is, it's like the part of it. Um, I hope that makes sense. Just knowing that because Jesus died for our sins on the cross, because he rose and because, you know, through grace and faith alone, we are saved, which is what the Bible tells us in scripture. It tells us that, uh, through faith or I'm sorry, by grace and faith alone, we will be saved. We can enter eternity. The thing about all of that is that if we are not in constant communion with the Lord, constant communion. So another fancy word would be prayer. We can't know him if we're not reading his word and praying and talking with him every single day. It is a key component to our salvation. Knowing all of what we just said, let's take all of that and go into the series. I am so excited to dive deeper and deeper into what prayer is all about, how we're called to it, how to pray, all of those amazing things that the Lord has given us through scripture. Um, I'm going to close this episode out with prayer, and I am just so thankful for you guys for being here and listening. If you wouldn't mind to go rate and review the podcast, that would be amazing. I would appreciate it so much so that we can get the gospel all over the place. Um, and I'm just so thankful for you guys to be here. So I'm going to pray. Lord, I pray over the uh, EBH listeners that you will grow their desire to pray, grow their desire to know you more, grow their desire to keep focus on eternity. I pray that you will comfort them in their prayers and overwhelm them with your presence. Help them to be still and know you are God. Cover them in your peace, God, and show them what a gift prayer is and how to, how vital it is to our relationship with you. I thank you, Lord, for prayer and for these amazing people that are listening to today's episode. I pray over their day that your joy and your peace in every circumstance and their struggle would just flood into their life, Lord. And I just pray over all of their prayers as well, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.